You're listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by Referral Mortgages and Blue Panda Realty, with your hosts, Paul Stevenson, David Warren, and Greg Campbell. Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate in our nation's capital. Good morning, everybody. Woo! Ottawa Real Estate Podcast. <laughs> We're back. Yes. My name is Paul Stevenson. I'm here with uh, Greg Campbell and David Warren. And this is the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast, where we talk about yes. uh, mortgages, real estate, and anything else we want to talk about. I am the owner, one of the owners, and a mortgage agent with Referral Mortgages here in Ottawa. Greg Campbell is a partner at Blue Panda, excellent realtor. And David Warren is my business partner and owner at Referral Mortgages and also a mortgage agent. Gentlemen, how was the week? How are we doing? How are we doing? Fantastic. Yeah, week week was uh, week's been good, challenging, challenging week, but good. How so? Tell us more, uh, Gregory. Lots, lots of activity, lots of buyers, lots of sellers that need to buy first, so they need to buy with me now, and uh, lots of showings and losing offers, and uh, seeing the prices continue to rise, which uh, I won't deny. It's a bit of a surprise to me. Yeah, you said that uh you know how 40 is the new 30. You said that uh 599 is the new 499. Is that correct? Well, you know, I said that the other day when everything came out seemed to be 599, and then the last two days I've seen all these listings come out lower. Um, because the agents that were listing at the 599s weren't getting all the action. Mm. So it kind of got understood that wait a minute. Uh, not everybody's figuring it out. And as realtors, we're trying to correct the value and list accordingly, but the buyers aren't coming at those prices. Mm -hmm. They think that if it's that price, that it's going to sell for 50 yeah. to 75,000 more than that. And, and to be, to be honest, some of them are, uh, but it's, I mean, it's just tricky. This guy, um, I was talking to a buddy of mine. He, uh, there was a listing semi-detached. It was listed at, uh, I think it was five seventy-five. um, listed at market value. You know, the agent even said it, he's like, we're, we're listening at market value. We're not holding offers four days calls him. How, how showings been, we've had no showings guy goes in full price offer condition gets the house as an investment. Wow. With conditions. And, and that's just with conditions mar mar because market values market value. Yeah. Seller accepted it. I was like, such a great story. I had to share it. And then he's yeah. got one now that should have listed at like 550, 560. No, no, no. Sorry. Um, should have listed at 650. Listed it at 550. It's been on for two days. They got an offer. They're probably going to get 700. Sick. He's like, if I had listed it at 650, no one would have come and seen the house. It, it, it's like, I mean, the market this last year and a half has also changed everyone's perception, right? Like even the buyers... The buyers have been kind of market manipulated, if you will, to just f assume that whatever the listing is, is like, is fictitious and it's always going to go more as opposed to like, you know, it's just kind of the, the mindset that's been ingrained in people now over the last year and a half. It is. And, and it's really sad because, and I was listening to a bunch of podcasts this week about the market, the bubble, whatever. And it just saying like, how, how do you correct this? Like, how can you correct what's happening right now. And there's so many things happening 
you know, it's not just one thing. I mean, how can you correct it as a professional? Like, well, there's not much that we can do um, because we have to go with what the majority is doing. Right. Mm -hmm. Or else, I mean, are, are we being un, un, uh, unfair to our sellers if we don't list low to get more? Um, I mean, again, it's just education and conversation, but I thought those two stories were, were crazy. And what mm -hmm. about, what uh, about number of listings? Like, has that continued to, to increase tons. kind of week over yeah, week? Way more, way more, way more listing. And that's the trippy thing. <laughs> Chaos in here. <laughs> so yeah. And, and that's the other thing, right? I want to Greg's I clients to, just furious. I was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to, uh, and it, it was, it was good to listen to some other podcasts about it. Cause you know, they were all kind of saying what I was saying last week or two weeks ago, there's more listings coming out. It looks like things are slowing down, but now I'm just like, there's more listings coming out, but everything's just, it, it's crazy. Still. I lost, I lost three this week. I lost, no, I lost four offers this week, all with different buyers. We had aggressive offers and we got blown away by like uh, 50, 75, hundred, 110. And these are all different style of properties. Like, you know, we, we went in on one that was 800. We went in a, on it, uh, 850, it sold for a million. T totally wow. like, and in my mind, no, absolutely no way that it was worth a million dollars. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, yeah. it's still, it still depends on who's buying and what they're willing to spend, how many times they've lost and how much they don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's yeah. the thing. If, if you're, if you're someone who has, you know, if you're selling your home for an extra 200,000 that you weren't expecting, you might be willing to overpay 50 to hundred grand just to get that home that you want sure. and sit on it for 25 years. Right. Sure. Yeah. Then you got to worry about the appraisal. But if you got, uh, if you got a large down payment, you know, that yeah. doesn't, uh, doesn't have as much impact. And, um, and, and I know we're going to get into it a little bit later on in this episode, but, uh, but you know, these properties that people are paying, you know, buying, like you said, you know, they're not their first, these aren't their starter homes. These no. aren't their first homes. No, you know, they're, they've, they've had a property or two and each time it's gone up and they've got equity there and they're moving it over to this ne next property. Um, you know, a lot of people see the, these price points and, and think, well, I've not, I can't get into the market at 800 at a million. Well, that's, those aren't starter homes. These are, you know, homes that are four bedroom, five bedroom detached, like double car garage, you know, things like that. And I think that's where, you know, some people get kind of thrown off. And I know we've got uh, an article from the auto business journal. Um, yeah, let's pull that up. Actually. We'll, we'll talk. It was definitely the headline, uh, kind of is eye catching. It says Ottawa house prices soar 42% in April real estate board says, uh, now if you, if you do read deeper into the article, they, they do kind of, uh, preface this by saying that, you know, it was, a uh, Oh, there you go. It says more than more than 2,400 properties changed hands in April compared with 911 the previous year. But we, I mean, that was our first lockdown last year. It's irrelevant. COVID. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, irrelevant. yeah. that's why I'm saying it's a little, uh, you, 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 a little you, bit of clickbait. A little bit yeah. of clickbait. <laughs> yeah, for sure. This isn't CMHC. Is it that put that up? Is that, is that OBJ? <laughs> but, but 2019 and 2018 were, were almost 2,100, uh, transactions. So, you know, it's not, it's, it's over. I think it says it's 19% up or, or 15% up from 2019 numbers, but it's not, it's not a, you know, it's not that huge a, uh, it's not as huge as 900 to 2,400. Like they kind of start out with. 
We but recorded I mean, 2,026 sales in April 2019, 2,024 in April 2018. These figures provide more reasonable comparison, which is 19% increase in overall sales compared to those pre-pandemic years. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the market's busy. There's a bigger population um, overall. It's, That's uh, what blows you know, my mind that the prices, like, it's staggering. So here, <laughs> here's something I want I want to point out to everyone, and it's 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 definitely worth noting, especially if you if you're currently renting and you're and you're thinking about owning a home, you can't look at the average home price and think that's where you need to be buying. You know, if the average home price right now is over seven hundred thousand, you don't have to be looking like that's not every home. Like that's not a true. I mean, it it is the average if you take every household, but that means that you know there's fifty percent of the homes in the city that are less than seven hundred thousand. That doesn't mean that every yeah. home is seven hundred thousand. You know, so when you're looking for your first home, you know you can still get a three bedroom townhome for for three hundred thousand. We have, I think, we have a few properties in the city right now. Do we not that are that are listed like at three hundred or there, under three hundred? There's there's some listed. Let, let me just go into this. I got some I got some notes here. Um, yeah. And there's one too. That's the one on Hetherington, right? Yeah. Like this, okay. here's a prime one. Yeah. 299. So uh, actively listed this, no, this isn't Greg's list. Just a random so realtor. Active, active right now. There's six, two story condo row units, three bedrooms averaging 296,000. Yeah. Condo fees will be about 350, maybe just over four for those. And the average in the last month in since April 1st, the average list price of similar homes to that, like two, uh, three bedroom, two story row home condos, was two sixty seven, and the average sale price was three fifteen. So you know, if you're if you're looking, I mean, if that's not the type of home you want, but you want to get in business uh, of real estate, maybe go and buy that and rent it out, and then keep renting where you are if that's more comfortable for you. But there's there's options. You know, and everybody is, uh, a lot of people are sitting around complaining when there's still options, you know, this is under 300,000. Yeah. I mean, I should be buying one of these as an investor right now, but <laughs> Greg, I just, Greg, saw, but I just sold go. mine. Greg's going to sold mine. <laughs> yeah. the, I mean, but it's, but people, you know, we had a lot of people commenting in our, in the chat, you know, in comments and whatnot this week, uh, on one of our episodes, which is fantastic. Um, but again, like Paul said, you know, that's looking that 700,000 is the average. So that's incorporating, you know, multi-million dollar homes that are driving up that average. You've got, you know, lower. So you've got, you know, that's a 700, that's, that's not your, you know, for most, that's not your first home, you know, uh, no. Paul and I, and I think Greg as well, you start out in a, in a town home or a condo, and, and build it up. And I know we have a, a prime example, you know, real life example of that. Um, that yeah. Gonna... So I'll, uh, yeah, I, I put this together yesterday. Stephen, if you want to bring it up, I called it, what's the deal. It's the, uh, the power of leverage. So this is actually my own personal journey through home ownership. Uh, so everyone can see that, you know, you don't have to aim for the stars. I was saying to Steven, you just got to start climbing the tree, you know, get to the top of the tree first, get in the tree <laughs> and then reach for the stars later. You know? So my first home I bought in, in 2011, uh, I put 5% down, which equated to $10,600. Uh, the home itself was 212,000 and actually funny story. Um, the house was actually listed by uh, Paul Rushforth's office. And it was actually on the show called, oh my God, All for Nothing, I think it was called. So they basically, it, two homes compete. 
and uh, the winner of the of the show gets a listing, uh, gets a, basically a free listing. Uh, but what you had to do is you had to try to improve the value of your home by investing the least amount of money. <laughs> this was the premise <laughs> of the show. So the people were like bartering, they were doing garage sales to, to make money, to try to do these renos and so on. Anyways, long story short, got the home for 212,000. I lived there for seven years. And in the very last year I was there, I invested $6,000 into renovating prior to selling. So I just updated the countertops, updated the cabinets and the kitchen, um, redid the, the, again, the countertop in the, in the washroom upstairs, just did some small updates, you Using know, Ikea kitchen, Ikea kitchen, yeah, nothing Ikea fancy, kitchen. you know, so we're talking now one two twelve or two eighteen rather, right. Purchase price plus your, yeah, plus 218. You so with over seven years, Keep in mind, seven years. So this is, Greg, to your point about don't expect your home to go up, you know, 100% in, in three years. In seven years, I bought it for 212 and I sold it for 217. So over seven years, the value only went up 5,000. Now, in hindsight, a year later, it sold for 320, but that doesn't matter. Okay, I sold <laughs> it for 217. Um, and the only reason I was able to buy my second home is because of the principal pay down. So I was just paying my mortgage just regularly on a monthly basis for seven years. Uh, and I was able to sell it for 217. And I, that gave me enough money to be able to buy home number two, which was in 2018. So same thing, I put 5% down. It was a $340,000 semi-detached. So the original one was a townhome. It was a three-bedroom townhome. This was a, a four-bedroom semi-detached in Britannia, Britannia Village, 340000 uh, I used the Purchase Plus Improvement Program. So this is a program that is offered by the insurers, so CMHC, Sajin, et cetera. Uh, and you can actually add $40,000 in renovations to your mortgage to increase the value of your home. So as long as the renovations you're doing increase the value of your home by the equivalent of what you're borrowing, you can borrow that money. So I borrowed 40,000 uh, from that. I added it to my mortgage. I updated everything, floors, baseboards, washrooms, redid the kitchen, just basically top to bottom, full flip renovation. Uh, I invested an additional 20,000 of my own dollars out of that. So a total investment of 60,000. And then this past year in January, I was able to sell that property for 625,000. So that's a three-year return. And then my last home, the home that I'm that I just bought recently, uh, bought in 221. So 10% down. So I put a little more into it. I bought it a single family home for 612,000. So I bought it for less than I sold the semi for. Again, use the purchase plus for the 40,000. And then I'm investing the remainder of my proceeds that I got from the last home into increasing the value of this home. So I don't know exactly where the value is going to lie once the renos are done, but it's certainly going to be higher than 612. And this is a perfect example. Over 10 years, I started with a $10,000 investment and I was able to now buy a forever home, you know, over 10 years. So you can't, you can't look at the average sale price of 700,000 and say, well, I'm never going to be able to buy a home. You got to look at, first of all, getting pre-approved. So you know exactly what your buying power is. But if you make an income of say 60 to 65,000, or if you have two people in a household and you both make say minimum wage and you have a household income of say 70,000, you can buy a home. You can buy a home for $300,000. You can do that. It's a hundred percent possible, you know? So you really can't be discouraged. And, and we're not, you know, I know we always talk about home prices are going up and, you know, prices are crazy and sales are crazy, but like you, the most important thing is get into home ownership. If you're interested, buy a starter home, a true starter home. And, you know, deal with it for a couple of years and know Work that, this is, yeah, this is a, a roadmap. You got to create the roadmap. You know, you can't, you can't sit there for 10 years 
and then look back and say, well, I wish I had just bought that starter home 10 years ago. You got to just do it, get in there. And ultimately, if you're paying $1,500 or $2,000 in rent, you're going to be paying the same thing in this townhome, but you own it. You know, There's actually an ownership component and it's an investment. And every time you pay that mortgage, you're paying off your mortgage. You know, you're paying you're paying into your own pocket again when you eventually sell that home, or if you decide to stay there for a long term, you know, you have an asset now. And and over that period of time that you had that that house in in Blackburn, you know, your principal paydown you made was also at, you know, your rate was probably in the threes. And, yeah, I think it was uh, two, and now two nine nine or two eight nine something like yeah, that. And so and so rates right now you're you know for if you're putting five or ten percent down you're talk you know you can get a variable as low as you know you're you're talking one point four five you know basically half the rate. So your principal pay down if you were in the same situation now you you would have almost you'd be able to to pay that much more principal off even if the value didn't go up uh, and just leverage that to buy the next place like you did. I think I think that's a lot what a lot of people forget about, right? They get, they get hung up, like you said, on the, on the average home price on the 700,000 million dollar homes. And it's, that's, those aren't, those aren't your starter homes. You're not coming. You're, no one's expecting you to come out of university and, or, you know, come or come out of your parents' basement and go and buy a million dollar home. Those aren't, you know, those aren't, it's those not aren't realistic. Yeah. It's no. not realistic. It's not, and that's not the real world. And, and that's why we wanted to kind of talk about this, this circumstance. Cause this is, like I said, this is my own personal journey. And even when I bought that home, I had no intentions of like, when I bought that house, I thought I might be there for a long time, you know, and I was seven years is, is a, is a long time in home ownership, I would say. Uh, but I think the other mistake that people make is that when they, when they are thinking about buying a home, they're thinking about buying their forever home. You know, I say that mm-hmm. in quotes, their forever home at the beginning. And it's just not, again, that's not the, I think, I don't think that's the right approach. You know, I've never gone into a place thinking, this is where I'm going to live the rest of my life. It's this is where I'm going to buy right now because I, this is this is what I can afford. I'm comfortable with this area. I like this area. It's good for me and my family. And then you reassess. You know, if you if you if you get tired of that home or if values go up enough that you think you can then sell it and and maybe buy something uh, a little larger or in a better area or whatever it may be, then then you kind of reassess as you go and you, and you pivot. You know, you can't you can't go into the home buying process thinking I want to buy my forever home. I, I think that's just the wrong approach. Oh, you're on, uh, you're on mute there, Greg. Sorry. There we go. I got you back. Um, or I got me back. Uh, and see, I, I just got this message as we're talking about this stuff. Um, the client says they found something on Summerlands in Orleans. 350 is the asking price, right? Yeah. 350. That's a starter home. They're getting a starter home. Is it going to sell for 400? Maybe 425. Who knows? But still. That's still realistic. And these are first time buyers. They both have decent jobs. They got good credit um, and they'll get it. I mean, you know, that was another thing that I, I learned uh, on a lot of podcasts that the, um, the general buyer is uh, high credit, double income couples. Mm-hmm. Like that's driving the most of this. I, I mean, at the end of the day, so leading, you know, in a little bit of, uh, I was doing a little bit of research and, and we could save kind of the more in depth for, for another episode. But, um, you know, I was looking at Ottawa. I've always, I've, I've known that Ottawa's in the top echelon of, of average median household income in Canada. We are consistently either number one or top three. And the only other two cities that beat us are Calgary and Edmonton because of the oil and gas industry. But other than that, Ottawa's median household income is higher than Toronto and Vancouver. So, you know, when you're looking at home wow. prices, when you're looking at home and significantly, like our average, our average income right now, 
median household income is $108,000 and Toronto and Vancouver, they're in the, they're in the 90 and, and 98,000. Wow. So, you know, when, when talking about, when talking about, you know, bubble or the home prices here, we've been historically a depreciated home price market based on where our household incomes have been. We're one of the highest educated cities, highest ha- median household income. And so, you know, you look at Vancouver, everyone thought that was going to burst and that's been, but that, it's been going for 10 years or longer. Um, and, and, you know, and it's like Toronto, the same thing. So there's no reason to say that Ottawa won't do that. Um, but, uh, but again, you know, to Paul's point, that's again, that still shouldn't, that should be, there's plenty of properties at that starting point and looking at it of the house prices going up. Great. Get in now at that starter home, do those renovations, update that home and take advantage of that appreciation. This could be just me, but also, you know, if you're thinking about buying a home, get in your car and just drive around the city and just look at neighborhoods that you would have never thought of before. You know, there's a lot of little pocket neighborhoods that people just have no idea. You know, if you were, if you grew up in say Blackburn, you're not going to know every little nuanced neighborhood or every little small neighborhood in, in, uh, in the core, in the downtown core, or maybe in the South end or anything like that. So it's worthwhile just getting in your car, driving around and, and looking at different neighborhoods and just kind of better familiarizing yourself with the city, right. And the different neighborhoods that are available. And then you go to Greg and say, listen, I was just out in the South end bank street. I saw this really cool neighborhood. Can you put me on a search here? I saw some homes I really like. Like you can kind of do that on your own. You can do that legwork and and better uh, better educate yourself on the different areas of the city that have those townhomes and have those homes that may be within your price range. That's great. There's there's something for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> there's something for everybody. It's true though. You know that what you were saying about the, I believe that there is a lot of people who want their first purchase to be this. Uh, this is what I want. I want this massive house, you know? And, and if you're, you're working with clients, like that, you're kind of like, you know, you think you don't, you keep your mouth shut, but it's like, do you need this right now? Do you and need this? And then they're stretching five and stretching times. and stretching. I've moved five times in seven years solely That's because crazy. of basically like buying a property, doing some work to it, selling it, getting the next place, like do some work, living it. Basically every almost two years, we get a little bit of a niche to move. Or even right. less, but, uh, but you know, but exactly what Paul, you know, and, and really just doing the work, you know, moving in, redecorating, you know, renovating doing, and in just mild work, not like significant overhauls, not, we're not talking hundreds of thousands of dollars, like, you know, 20 grand, like this house I'm in now, I think we put maybe 30,000 into renos, um, and, and increase the value and kind of, again, drive, we drive around the neighbor, different neighborhoods all the time. And, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's something where you're not, you don't need to be focused solely or have kind of the blinders onto that forever home. It's bricks and sticks. I I also should note that I, this wasn't always my case. I wasn't always a homeowner. I mean, I, you know, as most of you know, or most of you probably actually don't know, as I say this, um, (laughs) you know, I had my daughter when I was 17 years old and, and I moved out of my parents' house when I was 17. So, you know, I, my first residence that was my own was the basement, basically bedroom of a, of a friend's house. And then I went from there and I got a small one bedroom apartment and I slept on the couch while my daughter slept in the room. And then we moved to a two bedroom apartment where she had her own room and that was a big deal. And then I had my son and then we had a two bedroom apartment where they shared a room. And then eventually I worked my way up and got a three bedroom home where again, I have, I had three kids. I, two of the kids had to share a room for seven years. 
And then when I got that four bedroom home, to me, that was a a massive accomplishment in my life because I was able to give all of my kids their own space, their own room. And you know, it's like I said, it's a roadmap. It's not just, these things don't happen overnight. You just have to know what you want to do and start on the path towards that. You know, if you're renting now, it's not impossible. You can own a home if you want to. It's just a matter of getting your ducks in a row, understanding what the market is, understanding what price range you can shop in, and then starting the roadmap, you know, starting down that road. Um, and just going with the flow, you know, and get in the car and drive (laughs) and talk and talk to Paul or David about what you can actually afford and get that roadmap written. Because the more you sit on and just punch those numbers into the mortgage calculators online, (laughs) you know, you, uh, you, you might be, uh, you might be shooting for the stars. Get, get with their, get the real numbers from the real people. Yeah. And start shopping. Absolutely. And the, and, and, you know, part of that roadmap, we always say, whether you're buying today or buying in a year and five years, you know, having somebody, you know, have a mortgage professional looking at your credit, looking at your income, you know, giving you an assessment of where you are now, or maybe there's things you need to do to rebuild your credit or to build it up in general. We can, you know, that professional can provide you that advice and and set you on that path to, so that, you know, you have that goal, you know, what you can qualify for. This is what your minimum down payment requirement is. And you can kind of set out on that savings plan or on that credit plan and, and kind of head down that path. But, um, not everything just, needs to be. I just posted in the homes. chat. Uh, I just posted in the chat a calculator that we have on our website. So for anyone who who is currently renting and is you know has aspirations of of home ownership, uh, we've put a link in there. If you just go to referralmortgages.com and then click on resources, there's a calculator there. It asks you six really simple questions: just income, current debt, etc. And then it'll it'll basically tell you what your estimated pre-approval is. So it's a really easy calculator, and that'll give you an idea. You know, if you can. If you punch it in, and even if you, you know, it says three fifty, you might look at that and say, "Well, that's half of the average home price in Ottawa." I'm not buying anything. And as we've shown throughout the show, you know, we have we were looking before the show started, and we were able to find five, six, seven properties, all kind of under that three fifty range, that would be perfect starter homes for anyone. So, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else remember to be honest is- when you talk to your mortgage specialist. What what's the deal with builders lately, Greg? I wanted to quickly touch on that because we did have uh, a few questions on our videos about uh, home builders and what's happening and and so on. And you know, we had a couple comments actually on on the breakout. Uh, one guy was a sheet metal worker and just I think doesn't understand the industry as a whole. Well, it clearly doesn't. Um, but he was saying, you know, I, I've been building all these condos and and uh, you know, I think that the the lack of supply is just a bunch of BS, you know, and all this. So. I'm just wondering, like, where, what have you seen from a builder standpoint? Like, have you seen any shifts recently as far as number of, uh, number of properties being offered or is it still kind of lottery system, uh, roll the dice and hope for the best? You know, I'll be honest. I haven't followed it too much in terms of like new build towers, especially. I know Mm -hmm. there's that one that came up James house, uh, which is an interesting, uh, model because they're offering the the ability to assign, um, for Mm -hmm. a fee. Oh, wow. Uh, so some That's people rare. are... Well, rare yeah, these it's, days. It's very rare. I mean, they're getting, you know, the fee, like anyone buying figures that, you know, the, the profit will be uh, will be substantial enough to... Can you explain that? W- assignment? So, like, so, so, you want... buy, so you buy a condo now. It's going to be built in two years, two and a half years. Um, and instead of closing on that condo, you can sell it to somebody else before it closes at whatever the inflated price is at that time. 
but you will have to pay a fee to the builder in order to do that. And the fee, I believe, on that one is five thousand per unit. And so, so what was happening? What was happening years ago, Greg? Right, is that people were kind of buying buying them literally as an investment, being like, "Okay, I'm going to buy this now," and then in two years, when the build's done, I'm just going to sell it to someone else before even moving into mm -hmm. it. So now yep. builders kind of were hip to that, and uh, a lot of builders don't allow that. Correct? That's true. And and I had um, it's funny. I remember that in Vancouver, and I'm talking like 2000 and. 2004, maybe there was this tower. It was the Shangri-La going up across the street from me. And, uh, my buddy bought three, he bought three units and he sold them before it was done. I think he made 75,000 on each unit, one bedroom condos, mm. like crazy. And that's, that was the first time I'd ever heard about anything like that. Right. But that's exactly what it was. So they put a, you know, they kind of put an end to that, but now, you know, this builder is clearly being smart. He wants to offer a service. He's thinking, you know what? I'll offer the service and I'll get an extra like five grand out of it. I mean, what's, what's the problem with that really? You know, that's all right. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the uh, one thing that I'll, I'll, I'll say about the assignment is certainly uh, before, per, before purchasing or, or signing that paperwork for that assignment, if you're on the other end of it and buying it from that uh, original buyer uh, to speak with your mortgage professional, you will be limited on lenders that would be okay with that as well of agreeing to that higher purchase price um, before the you know closing of it uh, again speculative buying where you know it's being assigned over at a higher price so you know don't sign it blindly sure. speak yeah. to your professional ahead of time speak to your lawyer speak to uh, your mortgage broker um, before putting your name on the dotted line but, but yeah that James the James uh, James house is going to be a nice building it looks mm -hmm. like uh, a design Definitely. but how could you yeah. not want to buy in the Shangri La. Yeah, that you know, it's funny. I lived right across from that in Vancouver, and they were dynamiting. I think it was for a full year before they got to the bottom and started building up. Like, wow. they went that deep. It was like every morning, seven a.m. Dynamite. It has, uh, it, it has a great killers. What's the restaurant on the ground floor of that hotel? It's a oh, Mama uh, Fuku. I don't know Mama Fuku. It's the in best. Vancouver. It's the excellent. Best. I love that. Ho that hotel is fantastic. Yeah. Momofuko, I went to Momofuko in Toronto and it was like one of the best meals I'd had ever. Anyways, real estate. Funny, actually a funny story, <laughs> a funny story, a funny story about Momofuko. I have to say it. I went to Toronto when Ottawa was playing Toronto in the playoffs, NHL playoffs. And I walked into Momofuko with my Sens Jersey on. And in hindsight, as I tell this story, I'm realizing, I think I got duped, but long story short, uh, our waiter told us that the chef was a huge Sens fan and had a lot of respect for me wearing the Jersey into the, uh, into the restaurant. So he gave us a very special appetizer. Uh, and I'm realizing that he probably wasn't a Sens fan. And I, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, pretty awesome. Otherwise, yeah. Delicious meal and uh, great restaurant. Um, shall we slide into the mood boost gentlemen? Absolutely. I was just about to say that Gregory mood boost. <laughs> He's ready. All right. I got four today. One of which is I'm actually joining. a list. Oh, all right. I'm going to join for the mood boosts. <laughs> one, one of the mood boosts is actually a listener submission. So I think that's pretty hilarious. And I'm, I'll read that. I'll read that one last. So number one, why did the dentist go to Panama? He was looking for a root canal. <laughs> mm -hmm. Number two. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. What kind of animals do members of marching bands have? 
Mm-hmm. Trumpets. Ooh. Trumpets. Good one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is this mm-hmm. is my favorite. This is my favorite. A cement mixer and a prison bus crashed on the highway. Police advise citizens to look out for a group of hardened criminals. <laughs> that one's good. That's good. That's good. And then this is the uh, listener submission. Also good. Did you hear that deers don't like cheese, but fawns do? <laughs> fondue. Damn it. But fondue. fondue. But fondue. fondue. Love it. Yeah. Love yeah. it. <laughs> Steve, did you? Oh, I thought Steve uh, might have a special one for us there. Uh, so, no, I just wanted to be included. Big news, yeah. That's Steve, producer Steve. So we're 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 on the edge. We're on the edge of something special here, guys. We got 91 subscribers on YouTube. Once we get to 100, we get our own oh. web address. No, so we got ele- We have 11 people tuning in live right now. If every one of you goes to YouTube and subscribes, we'll hit the hundred. So for anyone who is tuning in, we record live here every Friday. We have some fun with it. The Ottawa Real Estate Podcast. We record Fridays. And then on Tuesdays, uh, we release the episode on all of your podcast platforms on YouTube. And then we always take kind of an excerpt from the show. We call it the breakout. And we post that on YouTube as well. So if you didn't get the whole show, or if you kind of tuned in halfway through, you'll be able to catch the full episode on YouTube, on any podcast platform, podcast, podcast, any podcast platform, uh, Tuesday mornings, 10 o'clock. Yeah, that's right. And we got some big news coming next week. We do. Yeah. Cheers. Big news. (laughs) And we got some new mugs coming. We got some new mugs for our mugs. Torah mugs. Torah mugs. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Uh, I guess when you're listening this Tuesday, it will have already passed. So happy belated Mother's Day if you're listening to this late. Uh, shout out to all the moms out there who created every single human on the planet. And, uh, you know, make sure to tell your mom you love her. Give her a kiss. Okay. Will do. Yes. <laughs> love you, mom. Awesome. Have a great weekend, everybody. And we'll see you next yeah. week. See ya. See you guys. Deuces. The Ottawa Real Estate Podcast is brought to you by Referral Mortgages, Blue Panda Realty, and Stephen Hopkins Video. Thanks for tuning in. And please remember to like, comment, share, and most importantly, subscribe. We'd love to hear from you.